You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast, episode number 72. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. I know you've been thinking about it. I know that very techie you is ready to come out and find the tech job of her dreams this year. Who do you turn to for the support you need to move from learning to getting hired in tech? Well, I've got some great news for you. I've got you covered with the You Are Techie Coaching Membership. We listened to our audience and we heard you ask for UX design and full stack developer options in your course content, not to mention the getting hired strategies that have worked for so many women before you. The trifecta of courses, coaching, and community with the mentor support you need to keep moving forward into your tech career is like no other membership program out there. We have the exact skills employers are looking for. You'll learn how to maximize your income with portfolio-ready skills that hiring managers are seeking, not to mention the steps you can skip so you don't find yourself down that endless tech learning rabbit hole. Join me as we walk you step-by-step through the getting hired process in tech. Sign up at youartechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I can't wait to see you in our membership. Hello, and welcome to Preparing for Your Interview. And I'm excited to talk about this topic because I know that interviewing is so stressful and really hard in terms of time when it comes to preparing and also mental anguish. So what I'd like to talk about first is why interviewing freaks us out so much. And there are a couple of reasons that really factor into making interviewing a stressful thing. And it's important to break that apart. And then we'll talk about the actions that will help you the most in preparing for your interview in a way that's effective as opposed to feeling overwhelmed, like you can never be fully ready. The first reason that interviewing freaks us out so much is that most of us don't do it a lot. So whether we're new to interviewing, or maybe it's not your first interview, but it's your first interview in a very long time, that's basically the same thing. Could also be your first interview in tech, and you've interviewed for other jobs, but never in tech. And that would be true whether there is a technical interview, or it's not a technical interview, just could be a new position for you. You're going to feel a lot of trepidation because whenever we do something new, we probably aren't going to be that good at it. I mean, that's just the reality. It's very rare that someone does something for the first time and they do a great job. So when you're doing something new, like interviewing, as you're preparing, you're going to feel really nervous and stressful and have that mental anguish because you know you're probably not going to be that good. I have some good news and some bad news. The bad news is you're right. You probably won't be very good. But the good news is that even after that interview, if you feel, maybe you feel like you did a horrible job or, you know, they'd never hire you, 
that doesn't actually matter that much. I know I had this terrible interview. I thought, oh my gosh, I never got that job. And then I got the job. And I've heard that story over and over again. So just because you don't feel like you did a great job doesn't really mean you don't get the outcome that you want. So when I say you're new, you're not going to be that good at it, you know what your barometer is. You know that if you do it again and again and again, you could be much, much better. And so we want to prepare like that. We want to prepare like, okay, the first interview is you want to do everything you can to be ready, but it's okay if it's not your most amazing performance. Because the good news is that you don't actually have to be what in your head you think is the best in order to get hired. And so it doesn't even matter how poorly you did. Sometimes I've had students say like they're ready to throw in the towel. They just did so badly. Next thing you know, they have a job offer. So really don't spend a lot of mental energy on how much the interview freaks you out. It just isn't going to be productive. So go ahead and write down all the reasons that it's going to freak you out and what's the worst thing that can happen and pay attention to that. And you'll see that those will lose power when you say them out loud and put them on paper. Because the reality is that if you didn't or you did get the offer, there are things that you can improve upon. And those skills that you build to get better at interviewing, those are lifelong skills. You're going to use those skills even if it's not in an interview. Maybe it's in a performance review. Maybe it's in a one-on-one meeting with your new boss. So it's okay. It's worth the time to put in to build those great interview skills to prepare really well for your interview because it will benefit you over the long haul. So you getting better needs to be the focus, not do they like me? Will they take me? Will they give me a chance? None of those thoughts are going to serve you. So really focus on you getting better. The other reason that we freak out with interviews, we feel like we're being evaluated and that we might not measure up or be good enough for what they are looking for. The kind of the more extreme version of that is that we even feel rejected. And that's before the interview. We're like, well, what if they don't want me? And I'm going to feel super rejected by that. So the way that I coach my students is to call it a win if you feel like you did your best your best possible self at that interview. Because it really isn't the company evaluating you. It's more of a matchmaking. So let me give you a scenario. Maybe you were awesome. Okay, you crushed your interview. You were so awesome, in fact, though, that they thought you were too valuable and that they could never afford you. So they didn't make you the job offer. The other thing is maybe you just had a different skill set than the one they were looking for. So they tried to hire for one position, maybe thought they needed a developer. But when it came down to the interview and they started talking, they're like, oh, we really need more of a designer and a, a UI designer. So sometimes the company is not as clear around what they need precisely. And that happens all the time in UX design because a lot of people don't know what it is and the value it brings. If you've been in product for a while, tech for a while, you do. But other than that, it's really hard to kind of ascertain those skills. So there might just be skill alignment with the specific role. You go in, they think you fit it, they decide that you don't, or they change what their needs are. Okay, another thing, maybe the hiring manager was just a jerk, right? Maybe you did an amazing job, you were great, but they couldn't see it. 
And that is a possibility. And that's okay if that happens. Um, it's not fun, but you don't need to beat yourself up over it. You can just feel like you dodged a bullet on that one. You could have gone to work at a company like that and thank goodness you don't have to because you don't want to work with jerks. So really, when we talk about matchmaking, what I mean is you are evaluating them as much as they are evaluating you. Because seriously, if you get hired and then 18 months in, you hate your job, that's not really a win. No one wants to suffer through a job for a year or two that you hate. You want to love your job and the people you work with. Now, I know you're not going to go skipping into the office every single day and love every part of your job. There are unpleasant parts of every job. Check out episode 64 when you really want it for more on that. A link to that in the transcript. But you can really love the majority of your work and the people you work with. That's totally possible. And I see that all the time. And I want that for you. So believe that that's possible. I've definitely had doubts of that in my lifetime. We're like, oh my gosh, are there even any nice people to work with? But there really are. And I've seen a lot of our moms and women get hired and they're really happy with their job a year, two, three years later. So don't think that that's out of the realm. That really is possible, even if, especially if you've had really bad experiences before. Okay. So believe that is possible and it is a two-way evaluation street. Okay. So a better way to think about this is that if it's a two-way street, how will you evaluate the company to know if you will love it there, right? So we're kind of embracing that they're going to evaluate us and we're going to evaluate them, but really we just want a match up to be made. Is it a match or isn't it? And so if that's the case, you have to know what you're looking for. And herein lies the effectiveness of coaching. That's self-coaching or journaling or coaching. Any of that, all of that, or some combination. Any of that is helpful. Here's why. Those are tools. Coaching is a tool. Journaling is a tool that helps you get to know yourself. And this sounds so simple, almost maybe trite. But most moms, we don't know ourselves that well. We're not sure what flowers we like best or you know, where we like to go out to dinner. Some of us don't even know our favorite ice cream. Mine's vanilla, but it did take me a long time to figure that out. And so if you know one of those kudos, you're ahead of the game. But most of us are sitting there. We're not really sure because we're so busy thinking about other people. Okay. There's nothing wrong with us. There's no, we just don't put time into thinking about who we are, what our mission is. And when we do, we're like, well, I'm a mom and my mission is to take care of my kids. Okay, great. Now what? What if you want to be an example for your kids outside of motherhood? Okay, now we need to look at that, right? So when you put time into knowing yourself, that's why I'm always talking about journaling, 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 because if you talk to someone, they're influencing, even if they don't mean to, like you could put something out there and then you see their face and you think, ooh, that's not a good idea because my friend said it wasn't or she wasn't willing to say it, but I can see what she was thinking. But if we journal, nobody's judging us. Nobody's giving us feedback. It's just our brains. And we're able to look at it and say, is that what I like? Is that what I love? Before you can find alignment with a company, you must do the hard, hard work of discovering what you want in a job in a company. And this is why I push so hard to think through the lens of getting hired when you're learning. Because once you skill build, once you have the skills, you're going to be behind if you haven't thought about what type of work environment you want, what type of team, what type of company. And so the hard work of discovering what you want in a job in a company 
that comes first. That should be done every day. You can just spend 10 minutes on it while you skill build, or you can start it today if you don't know what job you want. And you might look at what you didn't like in past organizations. That could be a jumping off point for what you are looking for in the next one. And the best way to know if you would like the actual work, yeah, that's to do the work. So if you do the work for a few months, you develop for a few months, you do design for a few months, that's how you can tell if it's right for you. But what about a company, right? So you can know if you like the work by doing it, but how will you know if you like a company? And if you think you'll know it, it'll just feel right, I would not use that. One time, I loved my interactions with everyone I met during the hiring process. I was so excited for that job. And guess what? When it came time to do the work, those people that hired me, they weren't there. I worked with completely different people who were not at all what I was looking for in colleagues. So instead, I consider that a company's mission statement, what they stand for, what they believe, that's what the company is about. And that's the alignment that you want to find. So if you read a company's mission statement and you think, wow, I really like that mission statement. Now you can start to internalize and say, is that how important is that? right? So if you look at five mission statements, which one draws you in more? And and a company will talk about things like I we're fun loving, or we are diligent, and you can see what they really care about. And then you can look and start to develop, hey, that's important to me, or no, that's not important to me, and develop your own mission statement. And you can do that day one, you can do that day one, and you can begin to develop your own mission statement for that future interview. It doesn't even matter if today you don't have an interview, okay? All right, so I have a freebie that can help you clarify this and other aspects of your dream job, and it's called the dream job description. It sounds like it's maybe not the most important thing, and I'm telling you, it's the most important thing. It's so important. And if you download that, you can just go to urtechie.com slash dream job. We'll link to it in the transcript. And if you can't answer those questions, that's okay. That's where you spend your time and energy is to try to answer those questions. Because once you have your dream job defined, you're in a better position to find exactly what you're looking for. And then you will be able to look through a very logical lens instead of like, it feels good. You'll be able to say, no, no, this company aligns to my mission because look at they care about education and I care about education. And they care about educating this population. And that's my favorite population. You can get really specific and know that it's going to be a good fit. The final element I'll say on this one is that it's going to help you so you don't feel so overwhelmed. You don't need to know every aspect of a company or a business that you're about to join. You don't need to know that. You need to know what they stand for and what their business does. And you can start to really reduce the overwhelm you feel when you're preparing for the interview by focusing on those very few things. Because if you could do a million things when you're preparing for your interview, that would be great, but you can't. You can only do so many and you're gonna feel overwhelmed if you try to do a million or even dozens of things. So you'll get a lot further in terms of your ability to show up confidently and as your authentic self if you narrow down what you focus on and really try to work towards the dream job that you're looking for, as opposed to impressing someone 
In other words, the more clarity you can bring around what you're looking for, then the better the alignment will be. You might not impress as many people. They might say, oh, that's not what we're looking for. But oh my gosh, that's such a great thing because you know that you're going to find an organization and a role that aligns to what you're looking for. And that is out there. There are so many roles. And sometimes a company, if you provide that clarity, they might say, well, gosh, that's not exactly what we thought we were looking for, but we love that. Yes, we'll hire you. And I think sometimes we look at job postings like they're written in stone and they're just not. A job posting means we have so much work, we can't get it done. And we think this is the area that'll work best for us. And some organizations are really tied to that and some are not. So the more clarity you can bring, the faster you'll find that alignment. Focus on these few things. Start with the questions you will ask the company in your interview. When you're preparing for your interview, the questions you ask are arguably more important than the questions that you answer. And ask them questions about their mission statement, things that will help you determine if you're going to be happy two, three, 10 years down the road. And then the next thing I want you to focus on so you're not trying to do everything and instead you can narrow the focus and be confident in the few things you do practice and focus on is don't think about every single question they could ask you. Just think about two or three attributes that you bring to the table and then create a great story that illustrates them. And here's where you're really going to get power is that if you write those stories down, you'll be able to see the most powerful aspects of it. If you just tell those stories, I guarantee you, you're going to be rambling. Most of us ramble if we don't have a solid outline that we're looking at. Here's the story. Here are the points. Now, I don't want you to write down the story and then memorize it. And don't get caught up in the word story. It's really just an example that's more interesting. You're telling them an example with the interesting attributes. Who were the characters? What was the scenario that it happened? What was the challenge? And then how did you overcome it? But you are going to want to write those down and then practice saying those stories out loud. Now, if you're really, really passionate about preparing for your interview in the best possible way, you're going to record yourself and then listen to it. Oh my gosh, I know. But you hate your voice. But you look bad on camera. I know, I know. But It's painful, but it's important because if you can record yourself and listen, you'll find where you can improve. And then my friends, you are ready for your mock interview. And so you can show up to your mock interview at a much higher level. You can really prepare for your interview because you're showing up to your mock interview having having already formulated a really great starting point. You're not really new. You've written it down. You've practiced it. You're doing your mock interview. When you go to that first interview, you're actually a little bit further down the road because you it's not so new. And what that means is you're going to be better. You're going to be more well thought out. Your answers will be. And you're going to show up more confidently because you know what you want to say. When you write it out, I just want to clarify, you don't want to memorize that story. You want to practice saying the important elements of it. Okay. But that's going to really help you with your confidence and with your presence in the interview. Okay, finally, with the mock interview, you need to ask for feedback. You're not looking for them to say, great job. If they say great job, that wasn't a real mock interview. There has to be a takeaway of something that you can do better. Okay, and 
one point here about the technical interview. Everything that I've talked about so far is not really part of the technical interview. But what I don't want you to do is spend all your time preparing for the technical interview. That's because you have been preparing for it. How have you? By building your skills. When you're building your portfolio and you're doing the tech learning, that is how you're preparing for your technical interview. And keep in mind that there are lots of ways to win with a technical interview. It's not always necessarily, did I get it done? Did I get 100%? It's not a school test situation. A lot of times they're just looking for the way that you think. They're looking for, are you able to process the information and to look at the elements that are most important to solving this problem? So I want you to really believe, and it's fine to practice some aspects of the technical interview, but if you spend all your time trying to guess what problem they're going to give you and not prepare questions for them and not prepare stories and answers about what value you bring, then you're really doing yourself a disservice because you're not necessarily finding a good fit for you. Does that make sense? Okay. I know you need skills and I know you want to show up to that technical interview, but you aren't going to guess what they're going to offer you what they're going to give you as a test. And it's more important that you walk in and you practice what you do every day and just show them how you think through that question. Okay. So in summary, don't prepare for your interview by trying to do everything. Just focus on these few key aspects. Is there alignment to their mission for you and them? What questions will you ask them? two to three stories that describe the value that you bring. And then practice the how of how you will deliver those. So don't just say, okay, I know the answer. Okay, okay. No, it's the practicing and iterating through it that's going to get you into that confident state and get you out of, I'm such a newbie. And then when it comes to the technical interview, if there is one, focus on your thinking. Be a great thinker and use the skills that you've been building all along That's what it should be like, that you've been doing it all along and you just show up for another day of work. So that's how to prepare for an interview. Those are really the important, crucial elements to not get overwhelmed and to stay focused on how you can build confidence and show up as your best self, as opposed to trying to do everything when it's not even possible. And finally, it's okay when you show up if you don't feel like you're 100% prepared. If you do what I've said here, you will feel very well prepared. But if there are elements that you're doubting yourself, like, oh, but I wish I could have done this, or I wish I could have done that. Remember, there will always be something that you wish you could have done. And when it's time for the interview, you show up, you let all that go, and you just double down on being more of yourself. That's the important part. Thank you so much for being with me here today. I hope this information is helpful to you. But more important, I hope you take it and use it to crush your next interview and get hired in tech. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies training and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at URTechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.